Hi there, Scott Rockfile Hamilton, back with another podcast, an album review, and a little bit of a history lesson on Harry Nielsen. We're going to talk about the album The Point. You're first probably saying, who the hell is Harry Nielsen and what is The Point? So let me give you a little background. Harry Nielsen was a singer and songwriter, and he was working at a bank and was writing songs for people like the Yardbirds, Fred Astaire, Glenn Campbell, the Shangri-Las. A lot of people were doing his songs, but he wasn't making any money. He was still working night shift on the bank. And eventually, some bigger artists started recording his songs, and RCA signed him to a deal, and he started putting out his own albums. During a 1968 press conference, the Beatles were asked what their favorite American group was, and they answered, Nielsen. They said, well, who's your favorite singer? Nielsen. (laughs) He's sometimes been called the American Beatle. He became very close friends with John Lennon and Ringo Starr. Matter of fact, he was at Ringo's wedding, and when John Lennon was murdered in 1980, he took a hiatus from the music industry and campaigned for gun control. You have probably heard the songs One, One is the Loneliest Number. Three Dog Night covered his song that he released on his album earlier that year. They took it to top five in 1969. He won Grammys. Best Contemporary Vocal Performance in 1970 for Everybody's Talking from the movie Midnight Cowboy. In 1973, he won the Grammy for Best Male Pop Vocal Performance for the Ballad Without You. Also nominated for Record of the Year, the album was nominated for Album of the Year and Best Engineered Album Non-Classical. In 2006, there was a documentary about Harry Nielsen called Who is Harry Nielsen is Why Is Everybody Talking About Him? It used to be on Netflix. It may still be. Check it out. It's a really great documentary about an artist you probably don't know much about. People that know Harry Nielsen are big fans because... He is one of the most amazing singers that ever lived. He really had an incredible range. He was a very unique artist. He put everything of himself into his albums. Not all of them are Grammy-worthy. He did some pretty immature things, some pretty radical things, but it was all pure Harry Nielsen. And if you get into the vibe of who Harry was, who passed away in 1994 from a heart attack from years of alcohol and drug abuse, um, he was just a very interesting character, and again, just a incredibly talented musician, songwriter. He wrote great songs. They stand the test of time. You can still listen to them today. And the point that I'm talking about did get a remastered CD release. Um, it was early 21st century, about 2002. And the cartoon made out of the point is getting a Blu-ray release in February on the 18th. And I can't wait because it's supposedly scanned from the original elements. I think some of this was done on film, so it should be quite excellent. So the album The Point came out in December of 1970. It's only about 32 minutes long, and my parents gave it to me because it looked like a kid's record. They were already getting into Harry Nielsen because they were big fans of Three Dog Night, and they were big fans of the songs on the radio. And later the next year, Nielsen Schmielsen came out, which had all the big hits on it and got the Grammy nominations and all that kind of stuff. Followed it up with Son of Schmielsen and Son of Dracula, which was the soundtrack of a really bad movie he did in 1974. But the point, as a kid, was an incredible album. It, it came in a, a gatefold vinyl packaging with a book of 
like a comic book in the middle of it. Big square, you know, it, it fit the full size of the album. And the artwork was amazing and told the story of this fable that he created. It's funny, uh, Nielsen was later quoted as saying his inspiration was, and I'll quote him here, I was on acid and I looked at the trees and I realized they all came to points and the little branches came to points and the houses came to point. I thought, oh, everything has a point and if it doesn't, then there's no point to it. As a kid, I didn't realize what the story was about. To me, it was wish fulfillment of uh, a child getting back at the evil count and bad guys that had him banished. The story is a fable of the land of point, where everything in the land of point has a point. Even people have points on the top of their heads. And Oblio, our main character, was born round-headed. He was born with no point on the top of his head. He was picked on. He became an involuntary celebrity. He used to play this game they called triangle toss, where you throw a triangle out into a football field and they catch it on the top of their head. He couldn't play, obviously, because he had a round head, so his dog, Arrow, would jump up on his back and catch the, you know. And mother knitted him a pointed cap so people wouldn't laugh at him in school and things like that. So, again, as a kid, I didn't get what this was really all about. But, it, you know, obviously it's about someone who's very different and doesn't fit in and, you know, it gets tossed aside. I don't want to give too much of the story away because you should listen to the album and watch the cartoon. But basically the story is he grew up, he played triangle toss against the evil count's kid, beat the evil count's kid, and the evil count got him banished. That's what happened to you if you were not pointed. Anything not pointed in the land of point got banished to the pointless forest. I'm not kidding. I'm not making any of this up. So the rest of the album is the story of Oblio and Arrow, because the dog joins him, of course. And they go on an adventure in the Pointless Forest. And the things they discover and the characters they meet. On the original album, Harry Nielsen does all of the voices. He is the narrator. He is the voices of the characters. And, of course, he does all the songs. It, it plays out like a movie on an album. And as a kid, I was just riveted and listened to it over and over and over because it, it starts with a song and then there's some narration and that leads to a song that tells more of the story and then there's more narration and another song. So it's, you know, talking, song, talking, song, talking, song until it wraps up. It's got some funny moments in it. It's got some things as an adult that are laugh out loud that like, oh, I didn't even get this as a kid. <laughs> some of the characters he meets and what he's really trying to say about this whole thing about, well, the gist of it is everybody has a point. Everybody deserves to be heard. Everybody deserves to contribute. It, it is a very empowering story for a kid to listen to. And as an adult, the only reason I'm reviewing this today is I woke up this morning and I just thought about it. And I put it on my little audio player and I, and I listened to it walking the dogs. And I can listen to it in almost an entire dog walk. It's a fairly short album. But as a kid, you know, it seemed long and I had to flip the album over to get to the rest of the story. And I followed along with the comic book that it came with. The album was very well received at the time. Um, it came out in December of 1970, and in February of 1971, they already had a cartoon on television. They expanded the 32-minute runtime of the album to 74 minutes. And when it first aired, Dustin Hoffman was the narrator um, and the father. They, they did a framing device on the cartoon where a father is telling the kid the story, and then it cuts to the the basically the album version of the story, and then it will cut back and forth to the father and son in the bedroom telling the bedtime story where the kid asked questions, and that explained a little more of what was going on. 
And for a long time, you couldn't get the cartoon. It was just out of print, nowhere. And eventually they started releasing it. Um, Dustin Hoffman was paid $20,000 to narrate the cartoon one time. So when they showed it again, they had to get different narrators. Alan Bartsman did the second telecast. This was on ABC TV, by the way. Alan Thicke was the third telecast. And when they released it on home video and DVD, Ringo Starr played the narrator and the father because Ringo Starr is a huge friend and fan of Harry Nielsen, got him to do it. The voice of Oblio and the narrator's son was provided by Mike Lookinland. He was Bobby Brady on the Brady Bunch. So this was a big deal at the time. And then it's funny how it just got lost in the shuffle. And I remember back in the 90s, they released it on DVD, and it was the biggest thing. It was coming out, then it wasn't coming out, and there were rights issues, and then it did come out, but then it, it wasn't official, and it got pulled, and then it was released again. And I think those DVDs are pretty much worth a lot of money now, but again, it's coming out in a restored Blu-ray. They have put all sorts of extras back into it, um, and it'll be out February 18th, and I have already pre-ordered my copy. I cannot wait to get this because it'll be a treasure trove of not just the cartoon, but all the stuff from the time. Many documentaries, interviews with people that were involved, that kind of thing. And again, watch the Harry Nielsen documentary. If it's still on Netflix, who is Harry Nielsen and why is everybody talking about him? It was made in 2006. Talks to a lot of people that were friends who knew him. Um, you'll see performances. Go look him up on YouTube. You just watch one song, you're going to think he's like a lounge singer or whatever. But he was a rock and roll guy. He did seven-minute jams on the album. I mean, it, it, he was beyond... A lot of the artists we get today because he was a true artist. The stuff he, I mean, Put the Lime in the Coconut is also his song. And it was done tongue-in-cheek, but it became a big hit, as things did back in the day. He was a very serious artist and just an amazing vocal talent. His his He has so much soul in his voice and so much range and so much power. It's just, it's incredible. So anyway, to get back to the album, it holds up today. Some of the music arrangements are a little, you know, 1970, but for the most part, the remastering and everything, it it would be a, an album you could hand to your kids today, and they would get into it. It doesn't sound that out of date. There's a one of the characters, the rock man he meets is very hippie sounding, very jive talking sounding, and um, yeah, there might be some dated elements in it, but listening to it this morning, again, it's a well-engineered, well-performed incredible album that still means something to me. And I'm not going to say you'll probably get as much out of it, but this is the most important album that I ever listened to, that I still listen to. Growing up, I was a big fan of the radio. I had a lot of 45s. It wasn't until probably the early to mid-70s that I actually got into albums. My grandmother was a member of the Columbia House and the be, you know, the Columbia House Record Club. And she would give me, you got, if you bought so many, you got a free coupon to get a free album. So she let me order whatever I want. And, you know, by then it was, it was 76 and 77. So I got things like Little River Band and Boston and uh, Eagles Hotel California was a big one that came from the record club. I mean, and so that's how I got into albums for the most part. I mean, I wanted to go deeper when I heard things like Yes on the radio and things like that. So I did eventually, you know, get heavily into albums. And today I'm a huge fan of albums more than singles, but a good single is a good single. And I like a great single. So anyway, Nielsen's The Point 
won't take you long to listen to it. I'm sure it's up on YouTube. It's probably up on Spotify. Go listen to the album. When you have 30 minutes, 35 minutes, that you're not doing anything, and pay attention to it. it his narration is great. The songs are fantastic. One of my favorite songs of all time, Think About Your Troubles, is on this album. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a little... Oblio has some difficulties on his tour, uh, you know, through the Pointless Forest. And this song basically tra- traces the path of a droplet of water into a teacup, through the sink, down into the ocean where it was swallowed by fishes and who were swallowed by a whale who grew so old he decomposed. The elements were given back to the water. The water was then filtered and came back through the, you know, the tap and through your faucet and back into your teacup. And once you get to the, you know, the two and a half, three minute cycle of this little story in the song, it lets you know, you know, think about your troubles because they're really not that big a deal in the scheme of big things. This is a philosophical album that plays like a kid's album. It, it, I cannot impress upon you enough how important this album was to me and still is. And people get in my car and go, what are you listening to? Well, it's, it's, it's the point, and you got to get the point. you got to get into it and to truly understand it. And the story of this kid and what he goes through, and then he goes, well, I don't want to give anything away at the end, but he triumphs at the end. And it's really, it's empowering for a kid, and it's highly entertaining as an adult. So Nielsen's The Point, it's an old album. You can still find the CD if the, the remastered version is out there. It's got some bonus tracks on it that are really good. Um, there was actually a cover album that was done a few years ago. I could not find anything on it now, but I did buy a copy off Amazon. Some alternative artists got together and for charity recorded a lot of the songs from The Point and, and released it as a CD. Uh, if you can find that, it's not bad. There was also a 1977 London stage production of The Point. Full cast and songs and everything. They released a, a cast recording. Um, two of the monkeys were in it. The monkeys were also big fans of Harry Nielsen. You will find that there are a lot of artists that are fans of Harry Nielsen because he was an artist's artist. He wrote songs for other people. He wrote songs for himself. He did incredibly interesting albums. Like I said, they're not all five-star Grammy-winning albums. But they're pure Harry Nielsen albums. And like I said, once you get into his sense of humor, I remember when Son of Schmielsen came out and I was listening to it with my parents because they were very excited. This was like 72. Um, There's quite a few cuss words (laughs) on this album. Uh, You're breaking my heart. You're tearing it apart. So F you. That is one of his, you know, if you know Harry Nielsen, that's one of his biggest songs. Obviously, he didn't get played on the radio because if you remove that word, you remove the whole idea of the song. But basically, it's a breakup song. You're, You're tearing my heart. You're breaking my heart. And F you. Um, and there's a few other things. He starts this beautiful ballad, and then he belches. <laughs> and then he goes into another song. It's pure Harry Nielsen. He did everything for a laugh. He did everything to be entertaining. And if you ever get a chance to get into some Nielsen, go check him out. Like I said, I'm not on Spotify. I can't double check if his albums are on there. But I highly recommend The Point and Nielsen Schmielsen. Those are classic albums. Son of Schmielsen is a hair under. And there are quite a few others. Uh, There's some earlier stuff. I mean, The Point was like his sixth album. But it's it's really good. And honestly, it's a concept album. It's it's proggy in its presentation. So check it out. Nielsen's The Point. It, It... Really, I can't say enough great things about it. And again, it was probably one of the most important albums, probably the most important album of my entire life. 
and I still listen to it. And it's not just a kid's record, trust me. You'll look at the cover, especially on the graphic that I created for this, and you'll go, oh, that looks great. It's needlepoint version of, but, but that goes with the story because mom, you know, knitted him a pointed cap and that kind of thing. Check out Harry Nielsen as an artist. Check out The Point. Tell me what you think. I would love to hear what you think about listening to this album now and what you get out of it by the time it's over. The, the story of Oblio and Arrow. And by the way, Me and My Arrow was also a big song that, if you, if you don't remember, there was a, a car, the Dodge Arrow, that they actually licensed that song and used the song for the, the anyway. <laughs> and, and there's a, a lot of other famous stuff he did. The Courtship of Eddie's Father, that was Nielsen's song, and he sang that. And so anyway, long story short, go check out Harry Nielsen. It's not metal it's not you know hard rock it's just really great music and the point is just an epically good concept album go check it out i'm scott hamilton i'm rockfile thanks for dipping in and taking a deep dive into harry nielsen and the point i couldn't recommend that album more check out my website therockfile.com also subscribe to the podcast check out the patreon page and thank you so much for being open to listen to something like this 